What is up, Dolphins, and welcome to the Finn Sports Football Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Giandoletti. If this is your first time here on the podcast, welcome. Glad to have you here. If this is not your first time, man, thanks for coming. Really appreciate your time here on the Finn Sports Football Podcast. And today, guys, we look ahead at Sunday's matchup. Week 3, the Dolphins take on the Las Vegas Raiders in Las Vegas at 4.05 Eastern Time. Um, and this is a game, guys, uh, we'll get into it um, more and more, but this is a game that, man, I mean, how much my opinion of this game has changed over the last week. I mean, seriously, uh, this was a game, if you guys have been following the podcast, that I talked about prior to the season, a game that I felt we should easily win. Um, I thought the Dolphins would be much more ahead of where they are right now. Um, which is crazy to say because we're one and one. It's not like we're 0 and 2. But I really thought that going into this game, I would have supreme confidence that, um, you know, we would win this game. We beat them last year, but really we should have lost that game considering it was a miracle play that won it for us. Um, but I, I was like, surely with, the, you know, the Dolphins' progression on offense with Tua taking a leap forward in year two. Um, we'd have Will Fuller for the second game. Our offensive line should take a jump forward. Um, our defense right on track has looked, uh, like what I thought it would. I thought we would take a jump forward. We probably haven't taken as significant of a jump forward, but I still think we are a good defense. Um, but here we are going into this game. It's Friday, currently Friday, September 24th, two days before the game. And I really have very little confidence in this team to win this game. Um, to just keep it completely frank with you guys, it's not um, that you know I don't think we can win. It's not that I don't think we can win this game. I know we can, um, but I just have very little confidence that we will. Um, and you know, there is the saying: let's not let's not get too carried away with one game against the Buffalo Bills. But my issue with that is. It's not like I'm overreacting or a lot of a lot of people are overreacting, you know, saying that, uh, you, you know, it's not like we're overreacting to a 20 to 17 loss, right? It's not like we're overreacting to a close fought game. It's the fact that really there is no hope for this game as far as like what is there to be optimistic about, right? Like on offense, we just witnessed that our offensive line looks to be one of the worst offensive lines since I've been alive, which is saying a lot because we've had some pretty atrocious offensive lines over the year, over the years, um, your starting quarterback who we all wish would be out there is not going to be playing because he has a fractured, he has fractured ribs. So your backup quarterback is starting. Um, your wide receivers have been okay at best. Um, and your offensive scheme has been pretty lackluster, to be quite honest. I mean, let's be honest, guys. We put a lot into fixing this offense in the offseason as far as wide receivers. We put a lot into creating more speed and explosiveness on offense. And really, at least in my opinion, I don't know what's going on game plan-wise. What's going on with the coordinators because they are basically calling games as if we don't have guys on our team with yak ability. They're calling plays that, quite frankly, remind me a lot of what we saw last year, you know? And also on top of that, 
it's a poorly constructed offense because you got guys like Jalen Waddell and Will Fuller who can stretch the field, but you don't have an offensive line that can even hold for that long, right? So just all the way around, I mean, across the board on offense, it's just there's nothing really to be optimistic about. Um, defense, I know, I know what I'm getting from the defense. Like some people will look at last week's game against Buffalo and think, you know, the sky is falling on defense. I don't. Like, I, I think last week, I've talked about this, last week was the best we've done against Josh Allen. At halftime, he had under 70 yards passing, two touchdown, or one touchdown, one interception, 45% completion rating. And, and when your offense is going three and out every drive against the Buffalo Bills, who have an insanely high-powered offense, what do you expect our defense to do? So, like, I know what I'm going to get from the defense. The defense matches up pretty well against the Raiders. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. But overall, guys, like, I just, it's crazy how little optimism and how little hope I have and trust I have in this team to pull out a victory on Sunday. So I'll just let you guys know that ahead of time um, in case you just want to tune out now uh, because you came on here to to hear a really optimistic I just I don't have it and and I hope I'm wrong I hope they prove me wrong with a win on Sunday it's just I it's really it was really deflating seeing the offense out there on Sunday and the fact that two is not even starting is also deflating um, but let's get into ways I think we can win on offense on defense and special teams uh, starting with special teams um well don't fumble punt returns Jalen Waddle or Jakeem Grant, whoever's back there, that's a start. Um, okay, you can't like like I say special teams all the time, and I sound like Brian Flores, but like special teams, guys, is so under underrated. People don't talk enough about how important special teams are. Like you fumbling a punt can very well cost you a game. You giving up a big return on a kickoff may very well cost you a game. You consistently, uh not being able to pin a team inside their own 20 on a punt can cost you a game. And so for, for, for just any game in general, it's pretty much the same. We need to limit big plays and we need to create big plays. It's that simple. If you can do those two things, you're going to set your offense or defense up for more success. It's that simple. Um, defensively, I mean, I think we match up pretty well against the Raiders. I do. Uh, last year, you could question the BS call on Byron Jones. It was a pass interference for like 55 yards. I questioned the hell out of that call. Um, but the biggest thing for the offense, or I guess for our defense um, to, to guard against when it comes to the Raiders is Darren Waller. If it, if it were me and I were Brian Flores, um, you saw against the Bills. Every time the Dolphins have gone against the Bills, they've tried something different. Okay, and against the Bills this past game, they tried something different, which was let's only rush a couple of people and leave everyone else in coverage. And it worked. Josh Allen didn't have that good of a game. Okay, you had four opportunities to score before half, and it would have been you would have been leading at halftime, honestly, to to be quite honest. Um, So I would anticipate after they saw last year, the Darren Waller pretty much manhandled Eric Rowe all game. Not that Eric Rowe wasn't in good coverage. He was in good positions every time. It's just Darren Waller's a freak of nature. Okay, so he could moss him no problem. Um, I would anticipate Brian Flores to either double-team Darren Waller, do something um, to stop Darren Waller, because there's not many other components of their offense at all that I look at our defense and say we don't match up well against. 
Um, Richie Cognito is going to be out. So I expect our defensive line to get after Derek Carr. Um, but again, you have to take away Derek Carr's main weapon, which is Darren Waller. Um, Darren Waller, I think last week, or was I forget, I think it was week one against the Ravens, had like 19 targets, which like broke a record since they've been keeping track of that statistic. So if you can take away Darren Waller, which I believe you should double team him, if you can take away Darren Waller, I mean, I think our defense stacks up really well against the the, Ra- uh, the Raiders. I really do. Um, and last year, despite how good Darren Waller was doing, a lot of it was, you know, that 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 bogus call at the end of the game, that that pass interference, that was hurtful. That that hurt, um, and that was really like the nail in the coffin. Unless if it weren't for that hail mary that we had um, where Ryan Fitzpatrick's face mask was being pulled. I mean, that that pass interference pretty much would have cost us the game. So I think in this game, you have to have the similar approach that you did against the Bills, which is drop people in coverage, try to neutralize Darren Waller by double teaming him as much as you can, um, and force uh, Derek Carr to win the game through other wide receivers. Um, so I think defensively, that's really the main game plan. Obviously you have to stop the run. You can't start the game by giving up a 40, whatever yard touchdown run. It was last week against the bills. You have to stop the run. Okay. And I think that the, the loss of Raekwon Davis for the next couple of weeks is huge, but I mean, you have to, you have to solve those issues. You can't be giving up 40 plus yard touchdown runs to start the game untouched. Right, you you have to do better than that, um, and so I believe that defensively, again, a, a similar game plan to what you had last year against the the Raiders, but this year now knowing Eric Rowe how he played against Darren Waller, try to double team him, right? Try to take Darren Waller away because if you can do that, you know there's not many areas on defense where I feel like we are outmatched. Um, and then last but not least, offensively. I mean, again, there's I don't I don't really know what else to say. There's only so much that they can do. Your offensive line is trash. Okay. Jesse Davis or Austin Jackson, they're your two worst offensive linemen. Maybe Solomon Kinley, I don't know. But Jesse Davis is injured. Austin Jackson is garbage. And they are your two protectors on the edge. Right? Regardless of if two is in there or Jacoby, one of them is gonna be covering the blind spot, and both of them are bad. Right, Solomon Kinley played his worst game in the NFL last week. That was trash. Um, and then Michael Dieter, you know, I question a lot of the intellect there. Not saying he's not smart, but I question whether or not he is a experienced enough center to be able to identify protections, communicate throughout the rest of the offensive line. You know, I'm I, I'm not an offensive line guru. So I don't know the exact answer, but I'd be curious to see or know how much of our struggles have to do with the fact that the guy playing center has never really played center before in the NFL, right? The center is supposed to be the quarterback of the offensive line, right? So there's only so much they can do on the offensive line. If it were me, again, I would I would sit Austin Jackson, Jesse Davis, and possibly even Solomon Kinley all of them because it really can't get much worse than what it was. It can't get any worse at all. So at least try to give other people a chance. Um, and then two is not playing, 
Right. And Jacoby Percet, I've seen a lot of people out there that have like too much confidence in Jacoby Percet. Like, obviously, we all want him to succeed, but he's a backup for a reason. You know what I mean? And this offense is predicated a lot around RPO, which is what Tuas is good at, not Jacoby Percet. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens in this game. I can tell you for certain, though, if, if the Dolphins want to have any success on offense, you basically you you need to create an offense that this offense was designed to be, which sounds like common sense, but your offense, you didn't go out there this off season and create a team that's supposed to run the ball every down. And, you know, I, I don't, I don't know, be, be a, a slow pace, vanilla type of offense. You went out there and you got Jalen Waddle. You kept Albert Wilson. You signed Will Fuller. Like you need to take more deep shots you need to you need to do something, even if it's max protect, and to give your quarterback enough time to take a deep shot. You need to do something to put fear into the opposing team's game plan, because simply put, no team should ever fear the Dolphins' offense based off what we've put on film the last two weeks. Like what 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 are you going to get scared of? An RPO slant to Devontae Parker? What are you going to get scared of? There's nothing. We've taken no deep shots at all. Like if I were the Dolphins, you need to utilize the the acquisitions that you made in the offseason. You're going to have Will Fuller take some deep shots with him. You're going to have Jalen Waddle use him more. Use him more on jet sweeps, on some pre-snap motion, not just him running across the field and then running a normal route. Like do some more creative stuff with Jalen Waddle. Use Savon Ahmed more in the passing game. I know he had a crucial drop against the Bills. But that was just a you-know-what show across the board. So I think offensively, like not only does your offensive line need to step up, which I question and I don't believe they can because it's just they're not good enough. Um, offensively as a scheme, coach-wise, like you you need to go out there and, and do something better, right? You need to utilize the pieces that you acquired in the offseason. And I can tell you right now, if the Dolphins decide to go out there and have a conservative game plan like they did against the Bills and they did against the Patriots, this is going to be a horrible game and we will get blown out. Okay, this offense was not meant to be conservative. You went out, you got a top six pick in Jalen Waddle instead of an offensive lineman. You went out, you got Will Fuller, who was your most expensive free agent. Utilize it now. They're all going to be there for the first time. And of course, two is not going to be on the field for it but they're all going to be there for the first time. You better utilize the speed and the, the the dynamic play quality that they bring to the table. Because I can promise you, even though this defense stacks up well against the Raiders, we saw what happened against the Bills. Your defense can hold Josh Allen to under 100 yards in the first half. But guess what? If your offense is going three and out every drive because you have no, you don't have any deep threat, because you're not throwing the ball down the field and they stack the box every play. Guess what? If you're going three and out every drive, your offense or your defense isn't going to have much success, will they? So, like again, while while we stack up well on defense with the Raiders offense, like it, it, if our offense is going three and out every drive, it doesn't matter. So, with that being said, what do I think is going to happen in this game? Well, I want to state that I want the Dolphins to win, obviously. Like it, 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 I will never, you'll never hear me sit up here and say, I hope the dolphins lose. 
I hope the Dolphins win. I do not think they will, though. Uh, between the offensive line, the fact that they give up pressure 55% of the time, which is either first or second worst in the NFL behind the Jets, and the fact that the Raiders are first in the NFL at applying pressure with only four, by the way. They don't blitz a lot. They apply pressure with only four 83% of the time, which is first in the NFL. Like, how am I supposed to have confidence our offense will succeed? Not to mention, you don't even have Tua back there, who would give me maybe a slight little bit more hope. But honestly, any quarterback behind this offensive line wouldn't make me feel really confident. But like, you have a backup wide receiver, or a backup quarterback, excuse me, in Jacoby Brissett, and a, a crap offensive line, right? So, like, I don't really feel that the Dolphins are going to win this game. To the extent that they'll lose will all depend on how much success we have on offense, right? If our offense can go out there and be, like, average to, like, competent, then I don't think it'll be that much of a loss, probably a 10-point loss, like 30 to 20 maybe, but yeah, if the Dolphins go out there and they try to have a conservative game plan, Jacoby Percet doesn't play good enough, then I, I think this game could be like a, a, a blowout. Like I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, you see a bad offensive line performance, Jacoby Percet plays like a backup. Yeah, the Dolphins could lose this game 30 to 10. No, no problem. Um, if the Dolphins win this game, it's going to be because, um, I don't, I don't know. I guess the offensive line actually for some, somehow, some way looks good and your defense creates a lot of turnovers and you're able to capitalize on them. Aside from that, I really don't see a way like, again, I hope we win, but like, I don't see a way optimistically that, that we can win this game aside from like literally people or players on the offensive line, playing better than they ever have in the last two years. Simply put. So we'll see what happens. Obviously, I hope we win because if we can win this week and you know somehow two is able to play next week and Carson Wentz is injured and he doesn't play, yeah, we could possibly maybe win two games in a row. But again, I just uh, I, I don't see it if I'm going to give you my complete honest opinion. The Dolphins are... Three and a half point underdogs, I think, which is kind of disrespectful to the Raiders, in my opinion. Like, we're starting a backup quarterback and we have the worst offensive line in the NFL. I think the Raiders, if they're going to win, it's probably going to be by at least 10 points. So that's just my personal opinion. I hope it doesn't happen, obviously. Um, But yeah, my personal opinion, if I'm giving a score prediction, I'm going to say Raiders win 30 to 17 um, over the Dolphins. And, you know... We're going to have some serious question marks after this game because with regards to the offensive line, you know, where do we go from here? Because I I said this last week and I'll reiterate it again. What would help me sleep more at night is knowing weirdly enough that the Dolphins haven't addressed the offensive line. That would be better for me. Like if I knew, okay, the Dolphins just haven't put draft capital or free agent money into the offensive line, that would be better for me than the reality that the Dolphins have put five picks into the offensive line, six if you consider us trading up for Liam Eikenberg. We've put six picks into the offensive line in the last three years, and this is how bad it is, right? So that's what's more concerning to me is like, it's not a, a, 
your offensive line is bad for lack of trying. It's your offensive line is bad, and I question the evaluation process, right? Like that, that's the issue. And certainly that's going to be, I'm like always, that's going to be a big point of emphasis that the Dolphins are going to need to focus on really from now until the end of the season. But surely enough, once the season ends in the off season. So we'll see what happens in the game. I just, even though the Dolphins stack up well against the Raiders defensively, I just, again, backup quarterback, crap offensive line against a, a Raiders team at home that is playing very well. Um, I think Dolphins lose 30 to 17. Uh, they have a chance to win it, but again, a lot's going to have to go right on the offense for us to win this game. So that's it for today, guys. Hope you had a great day today. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. I'll see you hopefully on Monday with the Dolphins victory, but we will see. Have a great weekend. Fins up. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, cause we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami.